The Small Business Show, episode 208 for Wednesday, January 30th, 2019. <music> Greetings, folks, and welcome to The Small Business Show here at businessshow.co, the show that is by, for, and about small business owners. Sponsors for this episode include... Text Expander at textexpander.com slash podcast and Abby Connect at abbyconnect.com slash SBS. We'll talk about both of those uh, in more detail shortly here. For now, here in Durham, New Hampshire, I'm Dave Hamilton. And out on the West Coast, I'm Shannon Jean. How are you, man? I am good. Uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. It's cold here. Colder than it is for That's you, crazy. I think. Yeah, uh, very, very much so. Yeah. I was just going to comment the way, but I don't, you know, it's such a, I feel like it's such an old man thing to talk about the weather, Yeah, but it's fascinating here in California. I live in the Bay Area and we kind of go from winter to spring, like within a couple of days. Yeah. And, you know, it was cold. We got a ton of weather. It's been snowing up in, in Tahoe, which is great. And then all of a sudden you walk out and you're like, hey, you know, I, I could probably wear shorts over a period of about two weeks. And we're kind of in that where I like the the trees are blooming. I saw daffodils. Wow. Uh, popping up the other day at my buddy's house. And, uh, you know, it is fascinating. I I noticed that when I lived in Austin, Texas, because we were there about six years and uh, same kind of thing, especially after having grown up here in New England, where there are four distinct seasons and they each last, you know, basically the same amount of time. Same, Yeah. 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 So it was always sort of strange to have, uh, you know, two weeks of winter, but we would also only really get two weeks of of fall, too, which really bummed me out because, uh, you know, having grown up here, like fall is freaking amazing here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yes, and that, I'm that sure. feel yeah, to the yeah. air and we would get enough of it in Austin that it was like, oh, man, I miss this. And then it's over, you know, and then it just yeah. rains like crazy. And then it's spring. Oh, OK. Yeah, that, yeah. that's right. That's it's it. here. And, and like you said, it's like the cycle, you know, and, and you made a cut. We were talking before the show about uh business cycles too. And it, it just comes to mind. We, we need to do a show about kind of the traditional cycle of businesses because you and I have been involved in the whole, you know, circle of life, if you will, uh, of a small business to startup phase, you know, rapid growth and then managing everything. And, and certainly part of the cycle, uh, sometimes either comes decline or acquisition or death or death. death. Uh, so that would be great to it, but, but, uh, I'm going to make some notes and we'll, we'll come back and revisit that in, in a few weeks. But today we're going to talk about trade shows and conferences, uh, which is a topic that we both have had some experience with. I think you uh, uh, deeper than I have, but I've been an exhibitor, but, you know, which is maybe a little bit different, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, right. you've, also, you've gone as the press and everything else, but it's, it's a great topic in, uh, They've been around forever, but I think they're still very relevant to connect with people. And uh, so we're going to talk about that today. Cool. Yeah, sounds good. Yes, I think I I think they are arguably more relevant today than perhaps they ever have been in in a in a certain way. Yeah. Okay. great. I mean, I'm really interested on your take on it. And, um, you know, uh, we can jump right in. And I I was looking at your notes, kind of comparing to mine. And it seemed like. A big thing that that stood out is uh, the planning for the show, right? Uh, getting yourself ready and and this kind of thing, which always seems to be a critically important part of it. Uh, what to take, what you're going to do, what what 
about the conference. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. And, and I'm going to talk about this from the standpoint of just an attendee. And, and like you, I've, I've been more than an attendee at, at some conferences in different ways, but, but let's, let's just take it from the standpoint of an attendee. I think yeah. if you're exhibiting or if like, you know, we used to throw a big party or anything, everything like those kinds of things, you know, you have to plan for. Right. Yeah. But when yeah. you're just an attendee, it seems like you could just like, oh, I, I, I mean, I need to book my hotel and my flights. Those are sort of table stakes. Right. But and you got to, you know, sign up for the conference, too, or the trade show. And, and sure. those are two different things. And we'll talk about that. But there's more to it than that. And, uh, you know, my um, my planning starts with uh, researching the conference. Right. How many people are going to be there? How many buildings is it? How many days is it? You know, what's the vibe of the show? And sometimes I'll go and look for picture. If I haven't been to the show before, I'll look for pictures of, uh, you know, other people that have posted. That's a great and, idea. And, yeah. and just get a feel like, how do I need to dress for this? There are some shows where, you know, a, a shirt and tie is the, the norm for, you know, for men to wear. And there are some where if you showed up in a shirt and tie, you would stand out like a sore thumb. Right. <laughs> right. You, you know, and so it's like, is this a shirt and tie conference? Is this a shorts and sandals conference or is it something in between? Right. And most yeah. most conferences, to be fair, are in between. But you, you kind of want to know this going in. How do you dress? How do you pack? And uh, and just how do you think about it? Uh, you know, I mentioned the yeah. number. Of, go ahead. Well, I, th I think, and for me, all this things you're, you're talking about right now is that are going to make you feel more comfortable at the show, right? And you're you're going to be, uh, uh, you know, confident. You know what? You know, you're not going to show up in a shirt and a tie in a show. You know, the folks are wearing shorts and sandals and and stand out. So you want to have that feel comfortable, be confident. Uh, you'll have, I think you'll have a better experience based on, you know, having this planning. It's like prepping for a presentation, if you will. It, it is. That's right. And, and you're right. That confidence and comfort is really what you're going after there. Um, you, you, and, and, and then the next part is knowing what you're going to be doing there. Is there a big expo hall? Are there four big expo halls? How much time would you spend at those versus in meetings? And, and, you know, that sort of thing, how many people are going to be there? Can you, is it the type of thing where you can see everyone and see everything or is it, you know, is it not that at all? I mean, I went to, yeah. in the last three months, I've been to two different uh, conferences slash conventions. I was at Mac tech, which has about 300 people and is all in the same hotel. And I could easily see and say hello to everyone and catch everything. Uh, and then also I went to CES, which is 180,000 people. It's spread across basically the entire city of Las Vegas. And there's just no way I could see everything. And it, like, if you think you're going to, or if you go in without a plan to either one of those, you're going to, you're not going to get your full value out of it. I don't want to say it's going to, it's going to be worthless, but you want to get your full value out of the thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, and I've definitely made that mistake where I didn't plan enough and I was too busy and I thought, oh, I'll just hit the ground and, you know, make things happen. But it is far more difficult, uh, to, to make the kind of connections that you'd like to make and to have what I would say a, a successful show and meeting whatever goals you have. And, and some of that, you know, can just be kind of wandering around, but if you, if you let that wandering around kind of uh, take, 
too much time, I think you're going to be disappointed in the outcome. It's true. You know, deciding upon your goals up front is to me is the key. Right. And and for, for those of you that either have done this and and don't haven't figured it out yet or haven't done it. Rarely is, you know, booking new business going to be the result of attending a trade show or a conference. Some shows are geared for that, and that's great. But most shows are just I treat them as gravity, right? They're bringing lots of relevant people together. I can count on I was going to say certainly one hand. It might be one finger. The number of deals that I've signed at a trade show like that, that yeah. are, you know, meaningful in any way. Um it, it, you know, it's just not how it is to me. The goals of these things are, you know, meeting new people, deepening relationships with your existing contacts, right? Reminding each other that you're humans, not just email addresses. I can cut a deal with you a big deal. any yeah. time of the year, but it's got a better chance of happening if you and I remember that, oh, yeah, we're human beings like we saw each other. Right. You're building trust. To me, that's the reason to get out of the house and get on the plane and go to one of these things is you're building trust with uh, other people in your industry. And that, to me, yeah. that's the, that's the one, right? Yeah. You know? it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. And, and, you know, like I say, putting a face to a name, uh, you know, getting a chance to connect on a human level. Yep. Um, I, th I think that it's, it's, you just can't understate how powerful that is and uh, get an opportunity. Now, you know, some people don't like that aspect of it and, uh, you know, but it, you know, that one-on-one -on -one can make all the difference in future business. And, I, and I agree, if, if you're chasing deals at the show, I think you, you, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that if you look at it, a little with a little different perspective it's kind of like brand building you know but you're you're building your own brand if you will yeah you may, as, as an attendee you may be talking to distributors or whatever manufacturers uh, uh other people in your industry you know of course that are maybe in the same you know business the niche that you're in and and those are great you just never know who you're going to meet uh and, and, and I would say we talk a lot about planning and all this kind of stuff and planning meetings are it's really important if you have an opportunity to try to connect with people. But that serendipitous bumping into people, you know, you had a comment in your note about hanging out in the hallway. And I thought oh. that was really makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's there's various different things, right? There's some shows that are just uh, an expo floor. There's some so some shows that are just a conference sessions. Um, and some that are a mix of, of both of those. If the conference sessions are any part of it, chances are there's going to be a, you know, a few sessions that are totally relevant to you and you definitely want to be there. And maybe you want to be in all of them and that's fine, but there's always going to be time in between them. Or if there's no session happening that interests you, don't just hole up in your hotel room. And yeah. I say this as it, I know this comes as a surprise to anybody listening, but I am. I'm, I'm, I really am an introvert. Like I, I know I hide it well, but I really like, I, I, I like my own time. I, I, you know, I need to recharge on my own. I, I generally don't let myself do that at these trade shows, right. Or conferences because this hallway track that I call it is so valuable because if, if there's a session happening and it's not, you know, for you, go hang out in the hallway around where the sessions are. There will be other people there. And now you're doing the same thing, right? You've got a, you've got a common bond like, oh yeah, I'm not interested in that. 
Okay, cool. Well, what are you interested in? And talk. And, and I think, you know, that's another big thing is listen to people. Rarely oh, yeah. do people go to a show and expect to hear your great story, right? I mean, maybe, maybe, but generally we like to talk about ourselves. And when yep. someone actually listens and actively takes interest in something you're saying, you like them more. So, and it's the easiest way to get somebody to like you and remember you is to listen to what they have to say, listen to their story, whatever it is, and ask them about it, you know, and if you see them again, ask them, you know, Hey, you were telling me about that thing you did. How did that turn out? Right. People love that kind of thing. And it builds trust. It's yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree. And if you go to big shows, if you have time there, you know, there's always sections of, of the show floor that maybe don't get as much, uh, uh, traction, if you will, or, uh, you know, uh, not a lot of maybe attendees are, are walking around and they're easy to ignore. You can kind of, you know, we, we always just joke around, don't make eye contact because <laughs> they're going to come over and talk to you. You know, these guys from the booth or, or whatever, right. and you're not, not interested, but sometimes, uh, you know, if you have the time and again, listening to some of these people, maybe you're, you, you don't have a connection or not, you know, in that same business or something like that, but you just never know uh, who they may be able to introduce you to. Uh, when you explain what you do, they may say, oh, you should go visit, you know, so-and-so over in the booth, whatever, and uh, tell them I told you to come on. I mean, I've had that happen Time after time, if you go over and express a little interest, especially at shows like CES, where there's there could be hundreds of booths that are basically selling the same or you know yeah. representing the same thing, yeah, right. And, That's right. and if you are able to uh, uh, connect with some of those people, that that human connection can be really really powerful. It can, yeah. And you know, I always say that I I like to plan about eighty five percent of my time. I want to know before I leave that my trip is going to be valuable, right? So I, I book myself up to about the 85% mark for anything that I'm doing. If I can, some conferences, you know, you don't necessarily get all the right information up front. You sort of have to play it by ear. And sure. then I, I, but I, I intentionally leave some time for those, like you said, serendipitous moments, but I also allow myself to maybe sacrifice some, some of that 85%. If something comes up, uh, you know, it, it, uh, at the most recent show I was at, I had a dinner booked with somebody that, that was booked for like three weeks, maybe even more. And I felt bad about canceling on it, but you know, a different opportunity presented itself. It's like, oh yeah, no, I'm going to do that instead. Yeah. And you, you just kind of yeah. have to be, it, it, you know, to yourself, you don't necessarily want to tell people you're doing this. Um, but to yourself, you want to be ruthless with your time. You know, you're, you're every minute on the ground in, in wherever you are. Again, treating the conference like gravity, that is valuable and you need to make the absolute most of it. And it will require some on the fly juggling and, yeah, and all of that. Yeah. That's, so just be very ready advice. for it. Just be ready yeah, for be, it. Yeah. Because you're looking for a certain return on investment that's right? it. on your time. You're yeah. investing your time. You're flying or whatever to these shows. You got to go to a hotel. Uh, and you you do have to kind of pick and choose sometimes uh, what's the best opportunity for you to connect with uh, with, with people. It's true. 
It's absolutely yep. true. Um, yep. I, I want to take a break here and talk about our sponsors. We have some other great things to go through here, in, including what to do after the conference ends, uh, both each yeah. day and also when you get home. But uh, and, and I have some more tips and I know you do, too. But first, I want to talk about our first sponsor, which is Abby Connect. We're at abbyconnect.com slash SBS. You can get a team of receptionists that will answer the phone for you and sound like they work at your business when in fact they are not at your business at all. They're based here in the United States. They are trained on your business because you train them, but they cost far less than paying a full timer to sit in an office for you that you may or may not even have because you might be a virtual company and you don't even have an office and this is the beauty of Abbey Connect, because just like we're saying with trade shows here, you know, that human connection is important. Well, one place that it's super important is when someone calls your business. They are a human on that end of the phone. The last thing they want is a robot on the other end. They want to talk to someone that takes care of them, that listens to them, just like we were saying in trade shows, right? It's the same kind of yep. thing. You can provide that human connection to your business year round. And it's great with Abby Connect. We, we tested this out. They, I mean, they're really like it, it. It's amazing how much it sounds like they are at whatever company they are supposed to be at. Uh, and everything is super professional, but they also don't have to be answering your phone 100 percent of the time. If you're, say, a, a you know, a consultant. Right. And some of the time when you're in your office, you want to be the one answering your phone. That's fine. You can turn this on or off at will. It's so flexible just for you. And again, you get to pay them for what you use. You're not paying a full timer to just sit there all the time. Fraction of the cost, super professional, courteous, motivated, and specifically trained on your business. So they have a special offer here. They want to help you. We want to help you impress your clients and customers with Abby Connect. So you can get a no obligation free trial with Abby Connect. Plus, after your initial trial, you get 95 bucks off your first bill. The only way to get that offer, though, is to go to the special link I mentioned, which is abbyconnect.com slash SBS. That is abbyconnect.com slash SBS. So sign up today to get the special offer abbyconnect.com slash SBS our thanks to Abby connect for sponsoring this episode. Our next sponsor, my friends is text expander at textexpander.com slash podcast. Shannon, I know you are perhaps, and I, I, I don't say this lightly. You might actually be a bigger fan of text expander than me. And that's saying something because you use it all the time too, right? I've used, used it for years. It is a life-changing app that I love having them as a sponsor because uh, I'm a true believer in it. You know, I've, we've run entire customer service departments with it, you know, with with like seven or eight people all on the same page using the same uh, information, relating the same messages that uh, to your customers that I want to, to, you know, I can sit there and create the snippets that go out to the customers and responding in the manner that I'd like to see. And then once I do it, 
they can send it over and over and over. It's well, awesome. That, that's and that's the beauty of Text Expander. You have these snippets that either you've created or someone else on your team has created and you can share them and then you just invoke them with either a click of a mouse or a quick keystroke and boom, that perfectly crafted reply is now there and ready to go. You don't have to proofread it anymore. You just do it, proofread it the one time, right? Once it's in, it's in and you don't have to worry about it. You know that it is right a hundred percent of the time. And the headache that takes away is huge. It really, it saves a ton yeah, of time sure. and energy. It's just, it's crazy. So you got to check this out. Go to textexpander.com slash podcast. That's where you can go to get 20% off your first year. So that's textexpander.com slash podcast. I know that sounds generic. It is. But once you're there and you're going through checkout and all that stuff, they'll ask where you heard about it. Choose small business show, or at least that's the idea so that they know we sent you. We know we sent you. It's all good. Thanks to Text Expander at textexpander.com slash podcast for sponsoring this episode. All right, good man. Stuff. Yeah, it is good stuff. I know. We're, we're fortunate to have sponsors that uh, that really fit what we do here. It's pretty awesome. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Right so um, we were talking about what happens after the show ends. I, I want to kind of get granular with that because every day the show is going to end officially at five o'clock, six o'clock, whatever that time is. To me, that's when things begin. Certainly, there's, nice. yeah. you know, right? The, the hallway track, we talked about that, all of that stuff. It is valuable time. I don't mean to dismiss that at these shows. However, if you're there to build trust, these after hour parties, dinners, cocktail gatherings, right? Go to as many of these as possible. And I know I'm saying this as a self-proclaimed introvert, uh, Pretend you're not an introvert. Go to these things. Say hi to people. Uh, this is where trust is increased exponentially because now you're going to a different type of experience with these people. It might just be a cocktail party. It might be a concert, right? There might be some kind of a show happening, whatever it is. Like do as many of these things as you can and talk to people while you're there because then so six, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, so I want to ask you a question about it. And and I really ag agree. But let's say it's somebody just starting out and they're they're going to their one of their first conferences or they've been to a few or they, you know, a new type of conference and they're following this step. How how do they get connected with, you know, these types of events? Do they, you know, reach out beforehand to start to tell people I'm going to be at this show? I mean, what, what would your advice be for uh, for that? I mean, you get kind of hooked up because of some of your positions of sure. awesome, awesomeness. Yes. Uh, but but the rest of us that are business owners in, in a small business, let's say that's a little different, you're kind of walking around and maybe by at the end of the day, if you haven't made any plans, you're like, well, I don't have anything to do. I'm going to go back to my my thing or go out with the people that I've tried to that connect you already with. already know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That you already know. So how, how would you put yourself out there to get uh, plugged into these types of events? That, you think? That's actually a great question. So I would, I, and, and I do some of this too. Yes. I get invited to some amazing things and I'm, I'm really fortunate for all of that. It, none of that's Char by Charmed accident, life. right? Charmed right. Life. It's Charmed Life. No, it totally is. Right. I got to see the Foo Fighters with a thousand people a couple of weeks ago yeah, at CES. That's killer. It's friggin' amazing. Right. Um, it, that, that, but it doesn't happen by accident. You know, you, the first thing to do, if you if you don't know anyone and, and you aren't, you know, automatically on these lists or whatever, go ahead and search for the name of your conference and parties. 
right? Mm. Look on the, a lot of conferences realize the benefit of this and have their own parties that they'll throw that are kind of the officially sanctioned things. And then there's the unofficial things that it maybe sprout up as you go year after year. You want to pay attention, search, just Google is your friend at, at some of the larger conferences, people, um, there's little cottage industries of people that put together websites that yeah, list all the parties, right? right? You know, cool. and, and they make money on advertising or whatever it is. That's definitely the way to go. And just ask people, what are you doing tonight? You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. You know, that's, yeah. that's one way. That's great. Yeah. And, and especially if you have like larger suppliers and uh, representative, like we used to get invited all over because we advertised all over. Right. Uh, you know, that's a huge way to get an in on, oh, you're an advertiser in this magazine. Well, magazine, probably dating myself here, uh, but on the web or whatever, wherever, whatever you're doing, leverage those relationships because not only, you know, does it connect you with those people hosting, but you may be able to bring uh, a plus one that you're like, Hey, I, I got an invite to this show. That's it. Foo fighters, whatever. And you bring someone else, you look like a big shot uh, and, and you get to make a great impression. And at those events, like Dave was saying, you know, people let their guard down That's uh, it. Yeah. significantly more than when they're on the show floor and they're representing something like that. Uh, so you get a chance to to meet them, maybe have a cocktail. Uh, and I think, Dave, you have something to say about that. Uh, and, you know, so talk, let's talk about uh, alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> you, you need to leverage alcohol properly. Right. Yeah, um, I, like, I and, love that phrase. Yeah. And if if you're someone who doesn't drink alcohol then I'm certainly not going to recommend that you drink alcohol, you know, at a show. Yeah. Right. But if you do drink alcohol, it, it is helpful that other people see you drinking alcohol. And if you don't drink or you don't want to drink, you know, make a deal with the bartender. Right. Say, look, I, I just want seltzer and lime all night. If somebody buys me a drink, like you, you know, take the extra money, put it in your tip jar, whatever it is. Um, I've done this as a musician where it's like, oh, you know, if I if I if everybody buys me drinks, I'm going to be hammered. I yeah. can't I can't yeah. do that. So, you know, cut a deal with the bartender, have something that that makes you blend in. That's all you need. Right. Sure. But alcohol can be a good thing because it, it loosens people up a little bit. Obviously, yeah. you don't want to overdo it. You don't necessarily want to encourage other people to overdo it. Um, but but it is, you know, it is the social lubricant of America right, right now or of the world, perhaps. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it and, but and know it, your know your limits, right? Absolutely. Uh, know, know what you can drink. Uh, you know, and uh, like drinking clear liquid is is a great. I mean, you know, I I've been known to enjoy a, a, a vodka, you know, something or other every once in a while. So when you're at those kind of events, nobody knows. Like Dave's saying, you know, you have soda and lemon or something yeah. like that. Uh, or if someone buys you a you know a big stiff drink, I, I I know some guys that do some business with that are, you know, hey let's go and they're you know uh, want to really tie it on, have a great time, and you know occasionally uh, a trip to the restroom with your drink and you can uh, refresh it in the sink yeah. <laughs> and walk back. It's true, and, still, and you know I've totally done it because you're like okay, well I'm kind of on point or uh, I'm, I'm you know, at my I've limit. Gotta, yeah. yeah, 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 and, and you just need to manage it correctly and uh, but you can have a great time and and you can make some great connections and have good things to talk about after the show right when you're all laughing at the other guy the junior salesperson that uh yeah that uh, overdid you know, it yeah that blew through their expense account and uh you know everybody yep. has something to talk about so. it happens that's, yeah that's yeah, right no yeah. but but then those stories become the things that bond yes you, right yeah and, absolutely and, and if you are if you if you don't know of any parties or even if you do there's a lot of benefit in you throwing your own, right? It, you know, yep. just like Shannon, you were saying, 
essentially I'll, I'll paraphrase what you were saying. Find the people with whom you spend money and get them to invite you to their party. Right. If you're giving them money and they're throwing a party, they should invite you that like, and, yeah. and that's a no brainer. That'll happen. Uh, but if there's people there that have spent money with you or do spend money with you throughout the year, for whatever reason, throw your own cocktail party or even just yeah. a dinner or, and it doesn't need to be a huge thing. Like, you know, we look at it and this is like anything, you know, you look at like an established cocktail party and there's 200 people there and you're like, well, I, I can't compete with that. You don't have to, you know, right. just say, look, I'm going to get five of us together and we're going to go, you know, have a couple of drinks at, at such and such a bar. I will be there from, you know, 530 to 730 on Tuesday night. I'd love to see you come by. You might get one person. You might get five people. You might get 10 people. It's fine. Right. Figure it out. Kind of pace it as you go the next year. Yep. We're doing it again. And it doesn't have to start out as a huge thing. You yeah, know, probably it can, better if it if it doesn't. Uh, especially arguably, if you're, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. A yep. casual event where, you know, you can just try to a meet up, if you will. Yeah, just uh, a meet up. I, People can come yeah. and go. It's fine. You yep. don't have to put on. You don't have to be the one that brings the Foo Fighters in. Right. Like that's yes, crazy. Yes. That's right. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great goal to work towards, but you can start off. Hey, right. I'm, I'm over at this table in the corner of the bar at the MGM or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and come on by and, and, you know, stop by and say hello. I mean, that's, that's it. And if nobody shows up, well, then just try it again and just, just try it again on it. Someone is, people are eventually going to come and you'll get some good stories out of it and be able to make the connection. That's uh, it. You know, I, I spent years going to CES and and I, I loved it, but dreaded, you know, walking the show floor and, uh, but always seemed to get dragged out there. You know, we'd have meetings and all kinds of stuff and try to be productive. But and parts of the show floor are actually pretty fun to walk because there's some just crazy stuff. And if yeah. you want to see all the TVs, I mean, it's just insane. But you'll know, you'll, you're going to feel it after a while. You know, we used to joke that the, the, the uh, exhibitors that really had the money, you could tell because you'd walk onto their carpet and you could feel it in the the padding that they would use because your your lower back is sore. You've been out hustling for a couple of days and everything. And I can remember walking around the corner one year and the uh, business partner that I was with at the time was positioned in a massage chair, one of these real high end yeah. uh, massage chairs. And I walked over and, and he was filling out some paperwork. And I said, Hey man, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm buying one of these chairs. I'm like, no, no, no. That's like going to the grocery store when you're hungry. Yeah. Do not buy this chair, you know, rip that form up. And you know, your wife will be very happy when, uh, you know, you tell her you didn't spend five grand on this yeah, chair. Exactly. At the, at the show. So, uh, be prepared to do a lot of walk and uh yeah you know, comfortable avoid. shoes if, if it's yeah, a big yeah. show no one will judge you if you're there in your tennis no. shoes or your sneakers or whatever like it happens all the time oh yeah it, everybody yeah, knows yeah. it yep yep yeah, yeah. For, sure. Uh, for sure yeah it's just how it uh it's how it goes and yeah. you know to the, the kind of going back to the parties thing and all of that make it a rule that you eat no meals alone I, I, oh, I love that. I yeah. fail at this. I, I yeah. you know, I, I always wind up eating something alone, largely because I'm just moving so quickly or whatever. But it, like this can be a great way, again, to have an opportunity to really have a captive audience with someone. And it again, you don't want to be pitching necessarily unless that's the expectation. But just again, that human time. You need to be careful with these, though, because meals are, uh, you know, not you can't bail out after five minutes if the conversation isn't going the way you want. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. So you got to be really judicious about 
whom you allow yourself to spend mealtime with. You know, at CES, there's a lot of folks that are, you know, I call them the old home, old home week group. It's the, the people that I've known for years from Macworld Expo. And some of them are people with whom I still do business. So it, it's certainly valuable to see them from a business standpoint. Right. But really, I just like to see them because I like to see them. They're my friends. I've, I've mm-hmm. known them longer than I've known my kids, you know, and um, it, it's too easy to just say, oh, yeah, we'll all do dinner every night. Um, yes. yes. Uh, you, you know, you, I I allow myself one of those because you I gotta enjoy mix it. it up. But yeah. you got to mix it up. And I always want to have dinner with new people that I don't know. And and uh, and the same with breakfast and, and even lunch. And I, you know. Uh, it was a couple. It wasn't a trade show. It was actually I was out in L.A. Well, I was I was in L.A. for a trade show, um, but I was I was meeting with some folks that weren't at the show. And uh, and one of my meetings fell through and it was like, oh, crap, that sucks. So I I texted or I emailed someone else that was nearby. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll be able to meet with this person. And I thought, well, I've got some time. I'm just going to duck into this little, you know, pizza by the slice place and grab a slice of pizza so that I know that I've got, you know, food in me and I'm not starving. And uh, I'm in there and my phone rings and I'm eating my slice of pizza. And this person calls and says, oh, hey, I'm so glad you called. You know, I wouldn't have had time later to get together, but I've got time now. Have you eaten lunch yet? And the answer you said no, of course, (laughs) of course, hoping that she wouldn't hear me chewing on this pizza as she, you know, as I'd answer the phone. And then I went and had lunch and all I had with for lunch was like a salad or whatever. It didn't matter. It was just like, I wanted to meet with this person. They asked me if I had lunch and the answer is no, there have been days at conferences where I've eaten lunch three times and it's fine. Like, it's great. If I want quality time with people, man, I'll eat meals all day long. I don't care. It's fine. Yep. Yep. No, it's cool. So we're, 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 Running a little long on time, but I, I do want to get to a couple of points. One sure. of the things that I that I I, I liked that you mentioned was uh, you know the collecting of the business cards, right? Which which may seem kind of old school, but uh, really really important, and because that kind of leads us to the post conference. Uh, you know what what do you do after the show when you yeah. get back home? So right? business cards seem like such an antiquated thing until you're in one of these environments, and then. They are the most important thing that you can ever have, right? You want to get your own business. You want to bring your own cards with you. Maybe the cards you bring with you are just your normal generic business cards. There's nothing wrong with that. If there's a reason where it would make sense for you to create very specific business cards for whatever it is you are talking about at that conference or something, like if I'm at a conference and I'm speaking about Wi-Fi, I might be, you know, I might have cards made up that say, you know, the guy that talked about mesh Wi-Fi and it's just right there on the card and I'll give those out. And that way, when people are doing their follow-ups afterwards, they look at that and they remember, oh, right. If you're there for like, I see this with a lot of PR people, but it might be true if you're a consultant or something, you know, you've got your own company. That's great. But if you're there on behalf of Citibank or, you know, Hewlett Packard or whatever, Put that on your cards so that when you give it to people, they when they look at it a week later, they remember what they why yeah. they talk to you. Yeah, That's Dave was idea. Dave was yeah. a nice guy, I, I'm sure, but I don't yeah. remember him. When they see Hewlett Packard on there, oh, I talked to him at the Hewlett Packard thing. That's right, you know. And when you get business cards from people, make sure they have the right information on them because not everybody's going to listen to this podcast episode and and know to do this. Make sure have a pen with you, write them down. And guard those things with your life, because 
that's the only way you're going to remember who you saw. I know you had a in-depth conversation with that guy about, you know, your favorite hobby together. And there's no way you're going to forget that person. You are definitely going to forget their email address or phone number. There's just no way that's going to stick in your memory. And and trying to pull out your phone and write and exchange this stuff is just not as, you know, quick and easy as the old school here. Here's my card. Can I get your card? You know, just exchange it. Yeah, that's it. I have two pockets that are dedicated to business cards at all time. One is my cards so that I can like flip them out really fast. And the other are cards that I've gotten from people. And I, that pocket, I make sure I empty it out. Obviously every night I put it in my suitcase, actually my carry on right away. Like as soon as I get back to the hotel room, I put it in my carry on so that there's nothing that's going to happen. Last thing you want to do is leave a pile of business cards on the table one of them or all of them fall into the trash can housekeeping yeah. comes and boom, right? You won't even know that it's gone because there's so much going on. I know in the moment you think you've got it. You don't, there's just too much. You're in sensory overload at these things. You, yeah. you need some record. And then when you get home or back to the office, I make it a rule. I, my rule is three days. If I've been home for three days and I haven't followed up, that's the day that I do all my follow-ups. But I, you know, I'll say a week, you definitely don't want to let it go more than a week where you've been home and, you know, just go through that pile of cards, enter them into your CRM or however you track people and, and then send every single one of them an email. Thanks for meeting. It was great to meet. Even if the meeting was, you know, officially beneficial to them, you want to thank them for meeting anyway. It doesn't hurt. Yeah, for you sure. Don't, you oh, don't yeah. need to put your ego in here. It's, it's irrelevant. You just want to be a nice person and, and they'll remember that. And, yeah, and, you know, things powerful. happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's really powerful. Yeah. That's awesome. There's some great tips and there's a lot more we could talk about, but that, that's a great start. And uh, maybe we'll do a, sh- a show one time about being an exhibitor or, a, you know, part of the press. Yeah. And, and discuss those different aspects of it and what's important. Because as a small business owner, if you're exhibiting, you want to know how to position yourself to get some press. And uh, Dave can certainly give us some insight into that. And then that's I can true. talk about, uh, you know, things, what type of exhibiting you may want to do and some of the pitfalls and uh, why people paying a thousand bucks for an internet drop might be worth it. Um, and uh, it's crazy. We'll what they call, it yeah, is, yeah, it yeah. is crazy. Yeah. But, that would be good. Uh, I would, I would love to pick your brain about being an exhibitor. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've we'll exhibited, but I've never been the one that, uh, it coordinated any of that. I was just a, you know, I, I was a hired gun or whatever that just showed up and talked about the product, but it, it sure. Was, and that was a long time ago too. So, yeah. yeah. And I, and I think that, you know, they can be very worthwhile, uh, if you focus on your niche and, uh, the more narrow, the better on some of these shows, if you're selling into the education market, you know, finding the, where the, the conferences and trade shows for teachers are or administrators yeah. or it people. I mean, we, we can go, you know, we'll, we'll definitely come back and revisit, uh, you know, maybe uh, next month we've got a bunch of great uh, guests coming on the show in the coming weeks uh everything from a uh, real estate guy to a guy running a, a really cool farm and i'm looking forward to sharing it with you yeah that should be fun i'm looking forward it to it be. too yeah yeah, right yeah. thanks All for right. listening thanks so much for listening folks we uh thanks to our sponsors of course abbyconnect.com slash sbs textexpander.com slash podcast Feedback at businessshow.co. We'd love to hear from you. As always, keep living that charm life. See you next week.